Hi, and welcome to Real Trail Talk. I'm Donovan D'Souza from The Long Way Is Better. And I'm Mark Pybus from The Life of Pi. Welcome to episode 20. Yeah, we've, we've made it. We've made it to 2-0. This is a lot further than I thought we'd ever make it, but, you know, we're going well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Feels good. So, I mean, we originally started out and we're like, what are the episodes we do when we're not doing the bill and we're going to fly straight through them? And we've made it to episode 20 and we're only up to... We're bailing up now. Mm. So on that note, we've got in Michelle from Walking 2x2. Two two. Welcome, Michelle. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Good. Yeah, very good. We're going to have another discussion about the bib. So we're going to go from bailing up to Donnelly River, a nice short section, and one that's got a fair bit of history behind it, probably more for the wrong reasons now. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get on to that. So bailing up is a track town. We talked with Steve about how nice bailing up is i love bailing up yeah me okay. too. i even go down there when i'm not hiking well that answers the question i was going to ask yes. <laughs> how do you like bailing up michelle i love bailing <laughs> up and they've opened the tavern now yes That's great yeah it's absolutely beautiful have you been there no this no, was nice. uh well it was meant to be out here next month but that's now been cancelled <laughs> um hence why we're doing this one um but yeah bailing up yeah, well, I've managed to go down and have dinner at the tavern and check it out, and it's absolutely gorgeous. Definitely. I feel, because that's on on Route 1 as well, isn't it? Yeah, Southwest Highway. Yeah. So I think that, you know, it's one of those, like that whole stretch of road, I love driving down there as mm. well. It's, um, it's just it a great area. It feels very country WA. Very. Whereas, like, you go more towards the coast and it's more Margaret River, Dunsborough, but this is like your farming, yeah, like proper true country towns. A Definitely. million scarecrows yeah. scattered throughout the town. Yeah. Yes. Lovely. Mm. And have you guys ever stayed in town? Because there's a few options there. Um, the post office is the popular one with hikers. Yep, I stayed at the post office. Yeah, I don't think you can stay there anymore. Yeah, I think it's... it's closed down. Because I think when we stayed, they were looking at selling. Yeah, they've sold. And then they sold. And I think they were saying maybe it might, but it sounds like I it's don't not. think the new owners are taking people on. Yeah. So I didn't... It was closed when I went through on my end to end. So I'd stayed in some old guy's rental out of town. Yep. Yeah. I was doing research on this and there's a Buddhist um, retreat you can stay at. It's maybe like a kilometre out of town. And they don't, like, they charge you, but there's no set fee. You just make a donation. donation. But there's showers and you get a room, which you're not always guaranteed to have on your own. But, I mean, it's it's accommodation if you want to walk that extra K out of town. Yeah. And I guess there are some hikers who do the track for, you know, a spiritual journey. Someone like Jace, who... We both. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. we, we didn't Haven't meet, heard that name in a while. <laughs> we didn't meet, but read about. Is this Red Pen Jason? Red Pen Jason. Oh, yeah, God. Red Pen. I think that he would have enjoyed a Buddhist I retreat. Think he's far from being spiritual on the track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, having just watched the last episode of Mad Men last night, <laughs> just imagine getting there and yes. come out with a great idea. Yep. But there are actually there's a few Airbnb options there, which I mean it's. Not far out of Collie, and it's kind of what a, a three days out from Donnelly River, so it's a nice halfway point point between Collie and Donnelly River if you want to treat yourself to a bit of luxury. Yeah, and there's some great places in in Bridgetown if you're driving in, if you're doing a sectional. Mm-hmm. Like we stayed in Bridgetown at a great B and B that was out there, and, and they have a great views of the valley, and then you just drive up to Bailey Gap, and it's not far, so mm. it's it's you know a great part of Western Australia. I think. Mm. It is great because there's so many other little walks that you can take within that area, um, so it's a lovely place to just stop for a long weekend and mm. do a few day walks. Mm. And one of the great day walks they have is the Golden Valley Tree Farm, yes. which the Billman passes through very, very briefly, but it's still, you can take those side trips if you want to. And if you pick the right time of year, mainly autumn, it is a spectacular place to be mm. with the proper fall foliage. I love the Golden Valley <laughs> Tree Farm in autumn. Yeah. It's absolutely beautiful. Mm. Yeah, with all those beautiful leaves just falling all over the place. Mm. And I think it's a great start to the bailing up to Donnelly River section because I hate to say it, but no, no, we're getting <laughs> here happy, it comes. Happy Don this, this <laughs> But walkers for, you know, for quite some time 
would have been walking through a single forest type, you know, basically mm-hmm. through yes. through all the different national parks and state forests. And while obviously the Golden Valley tree farm is not natural, it is something very different. And, and actually, I think it's a really great decision that they made to go through that because I think sometimes the bib avoids man-made things to keep it wilderness. But I think that the fact that it passes through this is actually a big plus to this section because it's such a different experience. And, you know, it's a really good example of seeing this sort of arboretum, which they see, they have in different areas in the southwest, but this is easily the best one, I think. And I'm actually agreeing with Don. Hey. Funny enough, we agree. <laughs> Huzzah. Um, yeah, because you talk about other... Um kind of tree parks and there's one as you're coming into Pemberton and you get to it and you're like why why is this something on the map there's like a few trees sprinkled here and there but it's not anything compared oh, to yeah. the Golden Valley yeah is that the big brook one isn't it yeah right yeah. near the dam which has good trees but it's just not very well like yeah. planned <laughs> they're just random places and there's a sign saying you know this is from Mexico from 1920 and you're just like okay yeah. <laughs> it looks like pine <laughs> yeah <laughs> So yeah, so we leave the Golden Valley Tree Park and into more natural forest on. Yeah. I've heard a rumour that you actually enjoy this stretch. Yeah, so I think if you've heard any of the pods since we left Dwelling Up, (laughs) I've probably been a bit critical of the bib. A little bit? A a little bit. Just a little bit. I've had positive things to say, but I've also had some pretty negative things to say. I like the change that happens from Bailing Up onwards. There's something about the Jarrah Forest, because this is now in the Southern Forests, mm-hmm. and you get the dense understory that you see in the Carry Forest, but with the Jarrah instead of the tall carries. And I really like it, because I think there's a lushness and um, beauty to it that I know other people, I know Mark, for example, really likes the sort of open um, understory that you see up in Perth, but I, f- I find it just so just dry and and you know un, unexciting especially with the amount of of prescribed burning that happens so you get this this look that is i, f- I find just very you know lacking in the lushness that you see in other so forest you really types. like that lush feel of a forest yeah 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 you know like i guess as i, I was saying before the pod like i think I became even less tolerant of Jarrah after going to queensland and seeing you know subtropical rainforest yeah. but because of the higher rainfall in the in the southern forest area, even the Jarrah has a certain lushness to it that it doesn't normally have. And yet, there are bits like near Swamp Oak, there is a fair bit of lushness near Dwelling Up. But in that area there, it's just the level of lushness is much higher. Mm. And I found even when there were sections here that were burnt out, that I didn't have that that feeling of like, oh, this is just endless, endless dull forest. I actually really liked it. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah, good on you, Don. You put it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, vocalising something that I think a lot of people now think of you as a Jarrah hater. So <laughs> good that you can set the, the record straight there. Yeah. So this kind of first day walking out of bailing up, as you said, lush Jarrah forest. Mm-hmm. Any mm-hmm. other highlights that come to mind for you guys? Well, I guess there's the, you know, the green bushes circuit bit that is around, you know, near green bushes. Yes, I found that area to be just a beautiful stroll. It, there's nothing hard, nothing technical. You can just walk and enjoy. Mm-hmm. It's, mm. it's, it's really lovely, especially after um, I was coming from the south going north. So before Donnelly River, I had a lot of ups and downs, a lot of climbing hills so when I got into this section, this was just a nice relief to just walk and just enjoy. Mm. And there are there's a few sections. There's part of the the few kilometres I have done of this area is um, yeah around green bushes. You get the history of the town, the old saw pits and mining. Um, was it the Volton tin mine that they used to have yeah. there? And you walk past the dams that used to service the mines and now service the town, and like you kind of you're forced to stop and read what's this and what's that and you can kind of place yourself back in those times. Mm. I think that's nice to have that on a trail. Like the Heritage Trail, Rail Trail, they have that all the way along and Mm. it's actually enjoyable to stand and look and, as you said, put yourself back into that 
place in history. Mm. So I think actually we should have a bit more of that on the bib. Yeah. And having done the Green Bushes, Mark, mm-hmm. the Green Bushes um, is it circuit or loop, what do they loop, call it? Yeah. Loop, yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of talk about you know building loops off the bib, and use, this is this uses a bit of the bib. Mm. How is it as a as a walk in itself? Um, it's starting in Green Bushes, we went would be clockwise, and the start is really great because you go to areas close to the town. There's another little lake and. Um, an old dam which i think they're trying to rehabilitate into wetlands i'm not sure but there was talk of that but then once you leave the bib after that it gets kind of a bit four by four bashing okay which sometimes you can't avoid if you're creating a loop Um, but it's still like as you say an enjoyable stroll the thing i had when i did it was i had karis with me this was was the first walk that we did on a down south trip and it was the whole loop's 15 16 k's i think i I stretched her a bit too far (laughs) she didn't complain once but i did have to carry her into the house we had in quinning up that night because she kind of seized up yeah i mean into like it is a viable option if you're walking the bib to go into green bushes because it does have two pubs Mm. Um, it's kind of gaining a bit of resurgence now because there is a lithium mine which is expanding so who knows maybe the town you know might expand a bit further and get back to the glory days but in and around town is actually an interesting bit where you've got purple markers and it tells you a history of as you walk past a plot of land like so-and-so had their house here and they were the baker from 1930 to whatever So it's good that the town's kept that tradition and Mm. kind of a link back to its own history. Mm. And I guess it's it's an example of there's been a lot of talk of building loops off the bib to fulfill the sort of circuit walk kind of uh, criteria that is missing a lot in in Western Australia. And this is an example of one that that works and has its own flavour. Yeah. I mean, it's a good, perfect example of you could do bailing up to green bushes, stay and then get back on the track or, you know, walk to green bushes instead of the next campsite, which we'll talk about, and then head back onto the truck. Yeah. So the elephant in the room <laughs> today, we, we did talk about it last um, pod with Steve, but Blackwood Shelter. Now, Michelle, yes. we'll give you an opportunity to tell us how good it was to start with, and then we'll I, talk about what happened. I do remember, I can't remember what year, but I do remember being up there when it was not destroyed. I don't know how to put that. Mm. Unburnt. Unburnt, destroyed, barren, Yeah. like a nuclear bomb has gone off. One hiker that Alyssa and I met described it as the bleakest campsite he'd ever seen. I have to agree that it looks that way at the moment, but in everything that is bleak or ugly or not so grand, there is something good out of it. And... Don't look at me like that. No, no. I, I know. <laughs> nothing no. good will come of this. <laughs> no, no, nothing good will come of this. No, but the sun, watching the sunsets. You don't agree with me? Stop. Is that really the trade-off? For <laughs> no, it's for not us? really. I'm just trying to find something good for it. Okay, I'm fishing. Yeah. Yeah. No, it. the way it is now is really, really sad. It's devastating. And, of course... I'd come up from the south end, up Cardiac Hill. And when I got there, apart from seeing all the Marines, which was a little bonus for me, um, yeah, it was really disappointing. It was just so barren and it got so windy that I had to actually go to the other side of the hill to camp because there was nowhere for me to camp. Mm. Um, So, yeah, it is devastating. And I don't know if they're going to fix it or if there's anything they can do to improve the area from what we've been told the answer is no <laughs> yeah because the area around it is owned by or managed by the forest products commission and they care not for hikers and i think there was talk of relocating but i don't think that's going to be a possibility no yeah steve, just... steve was talking a bit about it because he's very heartbroken about this uh, yeah. particular campsite and he's yeah. just the options don't sound very good mm. no yeah. But on a lighter, like a better note, like we never visited when it was better. What pretty. What was it? Yeah, pretty. What was it like and why does everyone rave about Blackwood or the old Blackwood? 
Well, you had more of the trees over the top, and so it wasn't so barren. So you had the shelter, you had the protection from the wind. But the way it's set now is because it is up on the top of the hill, so you were just so open to all the elements. And the way the shelter faces, often the rain comes in from the angle mm-hmm. and um, it's just facing the wrong way. I can see why they face the shelter that way because it overlooks the valley and it is a beautiful outlook if you look beyond the barrenness. <laughs> but, yeah, it's... You know, you had that protection from the trees before, so it did make it a lot nicer to sit and, you know, watch the sunset. And, mm. But now it's, yeah, I will it's say, sad. I will say the walk in through the farmland is really nice, you know. Like Mark and I have talked about that in that. But going we, up the side of the hill, not Cardiac Hill, the other side, mm. I know when I was going down I was actually really sad because it just was a mess. It's, I think it, when you, when you're coming southbound, Mm. you pass through a gate and you enter a sort of a rural property and there's cows around. Oh, with the cows in there. And it's, it's nice. And then you get to a certain point and it's the desolation of smog, you know? Yeah. 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 Because there is that iconic photo of yours that I think everyone posts as well of you've got the bib marker on a pole, green fields, blue sky, fluffy clouds, kind of like the windows theme yeah. desktop background <laughs> that everyone loves um so yeah that's it's an enjoyable place to hike if that's the view but then as you say you go over the hill and it's ripped up earth and burnt everywhere yeah and it just doesn't look like anything could grow it really looks like a nuclear bomb's gone off because it was pine before yeah. wasn't it yeah. yeah and their leaves they drop and i think they're acidic and they basically stop anything from growing underneath yeah there, there is nothing Shall we shall we continue this this discussion or shall we move on? Let's let's move okay, on. Okay, let's I move on. We've discussed enough with Steve as well. Um, so we've got one more campsite to go, but between Blackwood and Gregory Brook, some interesting forests. Yeah, would you say, Michelle? It's scruffy, but interesting. Yeah, no, it, <laughs> it is lovely. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. I'm trying to get Don to wax lyrical about Jarrah It's It's more of that lovely, high rainfall, lush Jarrah Forest. (laughs) Um, Do it in your late night ABC voice. Yes. So, you know, when you you leave the the desolation, you descend Cardiac Hill, which you went up. I went up the hill. But, yeah, turning myself around, going back down the hill, because I have done it the other way. Mm. Yeah, once you're off that hill you're fine yeah it's beautiful again yeah. yeah it passes through a bit of rural sort of areas where there used to be the Southampton homestead before yes. it burnt down did you ever see it if i did i don't recall i hear it was nice but yeah don't know it doesn't stand out in my mind right yeah <laughs> sorry about that um and then it crosses the Southampton bridge and then there's a bit of road walking yeah and, you know, like road walking's never the best bits of the bib, I don't think. But mm. it's all right. And then you reach the dam. Um, and then the walking from there on is on like an old railway formation. And it's a little bit repetitive, but it's enjoyable. It's, you know, very dense understory Jarrah Forest with bits of, there's some white gums in there, mm. which makes it a bit interesting. I really liked that that section as i said before for a stroll it is just a beautiful relaxing don't think about it just walk and enjoy the moment that's what it's like for me and i love Mm. old railway formations i think it's i found it a bit monotonous by the end of it i was like oh but our speed picked up hugely oh yeah yeah if if you really want to get moving the rail formation area is definitely one that you can scoot along really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing technical. You just walk. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Especially because you're coming from like an end-to-end experience where kind of gathering your own thoughts and you sometimes you're more worried about, you know, if I missed a turn or, you know, my legs hurt, but kind of the railway formations, you just you have that have time. You don't have to think. Yeah. You just walk. And, yeah, when you do do end-to-end, you do need those times where you can just walk and switch off. And not think about anything Hmm. and just, I don't know, walk blindly, as one would say, 
which I've done a few times and I've had to snap myself out of it because it's like, oh, hang on a minute. Where am I? What am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then after that, I know that this, there was like, there's a few s- scattered carries that you just see mm. as you're heading towards Gregory Brook. And I think that it's not a lot, but you just see the one or two and it's like, ah, we're entering the great part oh, of Oh, you're the getting track. excited now, aren't you? I am getting yeah. excited, yeah. Um, but I think Gregory Brook is one of my favourite of the the Jarrah Forest campsites. Oh, really? I really like it. I think it's it's got a lot going for it. It's yeah. very much like a Cary Forest campsite, but with Jarrah in it. Okay. You don't like it? Um, no, I don't. It's not that I don't like it. I find it very dank and dreary. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. It, there, there's not a lot of light. It's, it's very... Um, Dank and dreary. It's, it's, and is this one of the campsites they haven't put in the skylights in yet? Is that why? Um, I can't recall because I sleep in my tent. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So I don't sleep in the camp mm. itself, but everything just seems wet and cold and... Yeah. I thought it was rather bright and yeah, airy. That's oh. fun. <laughs> <laughs> I think when on the day that we were there it was very sunny. Yeah. There was um you know, I th- I feel like behind the hut there's a big open area. We had you know, we hung up our stuff to dry. Mm. Um there were big trees, there are, you know, m- quite mature jarra, quite mature black butts as well. Yeah. Um and it's got, you know, the creek flowing in front. I'm not sure was the creek flowing when yes, you were it there? Was. Yeah. yeah. Not um, a lot, though. Right. Yeah. Um, so, it, it to me, it feels like, even though the forest isn't carry, it feels like, ah, we, we're going to enter that area. It's not far now before you get to the carry. So, I was really excited. So, it's when not we got far there. before you get to the good stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I was leaving the good stuff. Yeah. 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 Okay. So that's that's I guess a question I, I'll mm. ask you because I mean I my preference for carry trees is well known. Yes. <laughs> for you, carry or jarra, like you know. Okay, you, I'm a big it? tree lover. Mm. I love trees, all trees. I just think they're all beautiful, even the ugly ones. Um, okay. Yeah, I do like carry better than Mary. Yes. <laughs> but. Yeah, but I won't discriminate pork carry tree. The jarrah tree? Or the jarrah tree. Now you're getting all the trees mixed up. Yeah. Well, even the trees get mixed up because there's the carry marry tree. There is that carry marry tree. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes. But no, you you do yeah. like the, the carry more. Yeah, yes. I do. Good. Yeah. <laughs> but there is, if you're ever in the area, the Bridgetown Jarrah Park, and I know it is called the Jarrah Park, but that has excellent examples of pretty much every single tree you get in the southern forest. So it's got Jarrah, Blackbart, Mary, Carrie, and they're all massive 100-year-old or more than 100-year-old examples. And you can see them for what they're actually meant to be rather than like scrappy forests so here and there. So friends haven't been to visit there yet? It's uh, protected. Good. And yeah, I'd be surprised if anything got burnt out. There is a blackberry problem that they need to get rid of. Oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah it's just. It's like walking into a natural museum where mm. this is what stuff's meant to look like when you're out in the real forest. Yeah. So Don loves Gregory Brook. Michelle, not so much. This is a surprise. Mm. Yeah, it's just, like I said, I don't know how to describe it. It's dank and dreary, but maybe it's just the weather <laughs> it was. <laughs> Bright and airy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bright and airy. Okay. Um, yeah, because it's not one of the well-known campsites. Like, I was trying to think before we started, what are the campsites? I knew Blackwood because, mm. you know, it's famous now, but Gregory Brook is kind of like, you know, a lost campsite that you don't really talk about. Because it's drinking. Yeah, but it can't be that bad that people oh, look, there's don't worse, talk about it. There's worse campsites than that. I mean, Ball Creek, for example. Yeah, so. okay, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I actually enjoy Brook. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I should say, Gregory Brook was the place that we met some friends of ours, Peter and Sonia, who yes. you know as well. You and picked I them up. And I just met them just before they finished their end-to-end heading into Albany. We just had those recent fires, and I was picking up Heather 
from the documentary who was walking into Albany and um, I picked them up as well and took them out to a camp and then put them back on track the next day to avoid the fires and they finished their end-to-end. Yeah, it's yeah. great because they, they were doing their end-to-end when we did bailing up to Pemberton mm-hmm. and they had to pull out at wool bales because of uh, Sonia Son- getting an injury. Yes, it was um, quite a dramatic pull-out. It was, with a helicopter. I know. You know. <laughs> <laughs> she got to, yeah, she got hauled up into a helicopter yep. and taken away. And, yeah, and he was left there at camp with two bags to carry out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he had to walk to the road, yes. <laughs> walk back, bring the other one. Yeah, so, and, um, yeah, lovely people. I'm so glad that they got to finish it. Yeah, they finally came back and finished it. So. Yeah. Well, if you're ever going to leave the bib in a helicopter, it's not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, I thought, you know, that's quite dramatic, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. You had a guy on Instagram once posted a photo of just of his legs around Mount Cook, and he's just like, there was this caption waiting for the helicopter. I was like, well, what'd you do? And he's just like, oh, I rolled an ankle, and like my daughter had to hike back to the car to call someone, and then he got airlifted out. And it's a dramatic way to Very go. Very dramatic. Yeah. But yeah. imagine the scenery from up in the helicopter up there. Oh, you'd have to make sure you got your camera out and ready. Mm. Yeah. 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 Even if you're in pain with a broken ankle or something, yeah, just get that camera ready. Yeah. 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 So it's only a three-day walk into Donnelly River. And Don, you're very excited because going north to south, you're entering the Cary Forest that's yes. coming yeah. up. <laughs> yes. Were you like a little little happy Don in the morning packing your bag ready to go? Yeah, I was. <laughs> I was really excited because, you know, I love the Cary Forest. I think... You know, having in the last, you know, last year been to a, a lot of the East Coast, I still think that the Cary Forest holds up really well against what they have over, over there. Um, it's still one of my favorite forests in all of Australia. And when you transition to the Cary Forest, I, I like that it's sort of a surprise because it always sort of slowly changes. You know, you get the odd tree and then suddenly it's all Cary. And that's a really cool thing when you see that. And then suddenly you're in a forest dominated by Carrie. Mm. Yeah, really, really love it. So how far into the day does it take you to get into Carrie? Not long, probably like no. 5Ks or something. Yeah, almost instantly. Yeah. And you're just there, you're in it. Yeah. Mm. And it, it's a really lovely walk between Gregory Brook and Donnelly River. Again, mm. another stroll. It's easy to walk. There's um, a lot of railway formations. A lot of railway formations. So that whole section, you don't need to think much about what you're doing. You just need to go out and enjoy. Yeah. yeah. The railway formation sections through there, there's a lot of it that is in this really super, super dense carry forest where it's just a tunnel, basically. And some mm. people find mm. that claustrophobic, but I love it. I love that, that dense. You do feel yeah. like you're going through a tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite mystical as well. Yeah. yeah. It makes for great photos as well, especially because if you've got it's the lens framed. and, yeah, it's all framed and you've got carry bark dripping everywhere mm. and, yeah, yeah, I enjoy those tunnels quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, you don't get lost through there so much. No. Yeah, there's very, only, very Because there's hard. only one way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the other thing I really like as well was seeing, you know, it's never nice to see burnt forests, but seeing burnt carry sort of reinforces my feelings about burnt Jarrah because because <laughs> Carrie, you know, I think I've said it before, like Jarrah just clings to the pain, you know, holds on to it. It could be decades and it still has char marks, whereas Carrie just goes, I'm done with this. That was last year's problems, you know. It's a very Buddhist tree. <laughs> it lets go it, of... It strips, literally yeah. strips. It literally just lets go of yeah. it. And so we were seeing sections that were really badly burnt as part of the North Cliff fires in that particular mm-hmm. section. And yet they recovered really well. You know, you, you can see that they're burnt, but you can see that they've peeled off the outer layers and that probably, except for the really deep burns, mm. you probably would not even know it was burnt in a couple of years. Yeah. And that, that's something that I think is really nice about the Cary Forest is that you don't know. Um, and, and that's probably why it's less obvious when they do do prescribed burns in, in Cary, and they don't do it as often, but it's not as obvious as in the Jarrah where you can see and it, you sometimes don't even know because like, they do it so often in the Jarrah 
Recently to, they have, yes. Yes, as to when, when was that? Because, you know, I think Mark was saying some sections are on a five-year cycle. Yeah, and some sections down this area are on 30 to 40-year fuel loads, as they call it. Oh, yeah. So it hasn't been burnt in forever. And it looks great. And it looks great. <laughs> yeah. And it hasn't gone up in flames, apart from Northcliffe. But yeah. I mean, the area around Donnelly River, I think, is in that catchment where that department is more forgiving when it comes to prescribed burns and they have to have exact conditions and they adhere to that and it just hasn't happened in so long that they just don't burn. Yeah. Rather than their cowboys elsewhere that just burn (laughs) because they have targets. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, as you say, (laughs) Carrie Forrest, great at uh, forgetting what happened in the past. Yep. And there's a little stop that you can make at Carrie Gully um, that really showcases kind of excellent carry forest, even if you just drive in yeah. off the highway there. So, okay, yeah, Carry Gully was part of the old Bibbulmun track, but it's still accessible from the current Bibbulmun. And it's a nice side trip. They've got a little day use area. You can tell that it probably had a more glorious past as when it was part of the Bib. But it's still a nice, you know, side trip. It's only, you know, like a few hundred meters, so it's worth taking it just to have a look. Yeah, because I stopped in there on my way. I was doing a circuit from Bunbury to Nanup and Bridgetown, Jarrah Park and everything. And I saw the sign like Carry Gully. I was like, ooh. Stopped in the car park. And as you say, you expect a little bit more for the facilities that are there, but it's just a little 200-meter walk. And it's mm. kind of like, what, what is this? Like, Surely you're not that far from Bridgetown that you need to stop and have a picnic and do all of this in just a car park. But, you know, it's a nice nice stroll around some Cary Forest. It's never a bad thing. Yeah, definitely. From Cary Gully, you kind of cross a major road which you haven't seen since Southwest Highway. Yeah, that, that always is a shock when you come across a bitumen road. Like, you'll come across dirt roads you'll walk on dirt roads but then all of a sudden you see a bitumen road and Mm. that really does you're just like whoa civilization people there's people (laughs) there's cars and yeah i quite often will sort of sit on the side make myself a cup of coffee and watch the cars go by and people probably look at me and think i'm very strange (laughs) (laughs) what is that weird woman doing (laughs) i always feel like i'm in a zoo when i'm next to a road like that with my big pack on and you can just tell people are looking at you like what are they doing? Yeah. Who's that strange person? Yeah. Are you homeless? I actually Where had someone yell at me, gone? homeless, once. They thought I was homeless, but yeah. no. Yeah. So walking into Donnelly River, more carry goodness? It's nice. You feel, I remember walking through feeling small. Yeah. But in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I didn't like about it was that Alyssa and I very... Um, we very much misjudge the distance. Yeah. And when they say in the book, cross bridge, mm. we had several more bridges to cross yeah. before. You that were geographically bridge. challenged. We were. And also because I don't, I don't like to, you know, to get out a GPS and check everything. And I'm not, I don't need to know that much information, mm. but it, and every now and then you'll get caught out where the bib notes will say cross bridge and, you know, you'll cross a culvert and count that as a bridge, but it's not a bridge. No. And we got to a certain point where we went, oh, no, we've got so much more to go. And we have been pushing at a pace thinking mm. we were almost there. And Snake Road, which leads in, is this very hard, compacted, old road. And it's just painful to walk on when you've been pushing that hard. So I, it was very fatiguing the last few Ks into town, but... It was really nice when we finally did get into town because it's spectacular. It's a, uh, it's a great It is lovely. Town. And, mm. yeah, if you do go into Donnelly River Village, have a meat pie. Definitely. Yeah. Their homemade pies are amazing. They don't make them there. They come from green bushes. Yep. But, um, oh, my God, they are incredible. I think Alyssa had a pork and cider pie and I had a butter chicken pie. I had the Guinness. Oh, yeah. That oh. was the other option. Guinness beef, wasn't it? The Guinness beef pie. Oh, mm. my God. It was to die for. Especially because two days before, I'd met a young boy who, or a young lad who had done a side trip to the Cary Valley Resort to get a meat pie. And then I'm at the Beetle Up campsite with him and he's telling me all about this meat pie. <laughs> 
which is really unfair when you're an end-to-ender yeah. and that's all you want is a meat pie. Mm. So I think it was two or three, I can't remember how many days between Beetle Up to Donnelly River, but the moment I walked into Donnelly River, I walked straight into the shop and said, I need a meat pie. That'd and they had days. the best, or yeah. maybe four days of me thinking about it yeah. until I finally got it. You could have gone into Carry Valley Resort. If you're staying at Beetle Up, that's on the next day if you're walking south north. Yeah, I was just being lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it. I looked, I was on the jetty opposite I know it's Carry only like Valley. And two I'm Ks like, or something, yeah. but I was just, yeah. yeah. I was like, my feet hurt, but there's food there. I know there's food there. <laughs> <laughs> now, I should say... You know, not everyone eats meat. <laughs> no, no, not everyone. So no offense to the vegetarians and vegans out there. This guy. <laughs> yeah. But the vegetarian lasagna is excellent. Oh, good. I would expect no less because the guy who runs the um, Donnelly River Village is the, lo- is the local Greens member. I think if it's the same guy that was there when I was there, he's the local Greens right. member. Yeah. So I would expect him to have a variety of yeah. options. He, yeah. rem- he reminds me of Shaggy of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> he's so lovely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he's got that real cool, goofy feel about him. And he's just, yeah, mm. he's just absolutely lovely. Yeah. And I think that the whole area is just cool. You know, it's so awesome seeing all these old little huts. Um, you know, like the old old cottages that the, the loggers used to work in and mm. They've done such a great job of, I think, maintaining the town and making it a tourism attraction. And it's just so peaceful there. It is lovely. But in regards to the maintenance, I remember that place many years before and even as a child. And it's not as well maintained as it should be. It's falling to pieces. I walked through it and was just looking and I was actually quite sad that it's not kept up to the level that it probably should be um it could be so much more but you know that's just my thoughts i think some aspects because i know that they they recently renovated another building to make it a larger dorm Mm. so i think some work is being done but it's one of those things like you know sometimes when you're building something new the old things yeah look it would be a big project because there's many little houses through there and i mean the village Mm. is just gorgeous Mm. and you've got the animals wandering through freely the well it's another thing of donnelly river is like you go on a a hike in the forest and you expect to see emus and kangaroos and everything and then you get to donnelly river and And they're they're just there there. yeah (laughs) yeah and they're so friendly yeah (laughs) all those emus i tell you you just don't crank all paper you're packet of chips or i don't know how many times i got chased for my chips by the emus the bush chooks and yeah yeah, and cooking my food on the barbecue they were trying to steal my food Mm. yeah and when you're staying there you guess you have a few options you could stay in the in the the old village yes or you could stay in they have the old school and you can stay in like in bunk beds in there, and they're pretty yeah. good. You that know? was quite good. Yeah, that's yeah. where I stayed, reasonably priced. It's what a hiker wants. You yeah. know, you can have a really nice hot shower. There's a kitchen area where you can actually make yourself food. There's barbecue, uh, bunk bunk rooms. Yeah, and if you're and a real cheap skate, you can stay in the free shelter as you well. Could. Mm. Yeah. So it doesn't look very good, but it's free. It's free. So, yeah, what you complaining for? (laughs) (laughs) Sadly, though, the day I walked into Donnelly River, I was choking on smoke. Oh, yeah. They were burning throughout Donnelly River itself. They were doing clean-up burns, but, um, yeah, it was just full of smoke. So you would have loved it. Yes, I love love when they do burns. Uh, so we'll wrap this up now in terms of like having a three-day experience on the bib where would you guys rate this compared to other tiny sections you could do depends what you want to get out of it um on an average if you're not a full-on hiker and not into scrambling up rocks and boulders and things like that you just want to go out and hike and just walk and experience what's around i think it's wonderful um, but if you're wanting a little bit more excitement and a bit more of a 
a challenge, then you might get a bit bored on this one. Interestingly, I'm probably a bit of a excitement hiker, but <laughs> I, re I really like this section. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's a great bit to tack on with the next sections because Donnelly River through to Pemberton, Donnelly River doesn't have a bus stop to it, I don't think, does it? You have to catch no. a, a taxi there. So it, it's probably more convenient if you're doing it as a section. You know, it's a good eight-day stretch of the track. And I think it's probably my favourite forest section. If you say from Bailing up to Pemberton as a whole. Really? It's probably, in terms of forest, you get a really good mix. You get really nice Jarrah for mm -hmm. these two and a half days. And then you get really nice carry all the way through to the end. So I think to me, it's, it's a great stretch of the track. And it's one that I would happily do again. Alyssa really liked it because she loves forest walking. Um, and just Donnelly River is great. You know, it's yeah. it's nice, especially on an eight-day hike, to have a town, even though it's not really a town, you know, to walk into. Like, walking into a village yeah. is, is, is great. So I, I really like it. I think it's uh, it's got a lot going for it as far as, as Jarrah goes. And, yeah, it's one of those sections that I don't have a lot of negatives to say about. That's good. Yep. Glad to hear that. <laughs> we have happy Don. Yes, we do. Yeah, I have to say too, on an end-to-end, -end, if you're doing a full end-to-end, -end, Donnelly River is probably pretty much halfway. Yeah. So, and it is fantastic to walk into there as your halfway stop. And, you know, it would have been nice to actually have a day off there, I think, just to have a bit of downtime and relax and mm, take it in like we've discussed this before with like coming into say a collie after being on the track for so long it kind of shocks you at this is civilization yeah. whereas i think donnelly river being so small is the perfect kind of it still feels like you're on the track even though you're yes. not there's like what a, a general store a few they got everything you need yeah. there it's not too in your face there's no well, there's cars, but then there's no big roads, and yeah, it just feels like a, a village, which it yeah. is. Yeah, and it feels like a real trail town. It you know? does, yeah. and it's just a shame the Bib doesn't have more of those real trail towns. Yeah, like you see them in American movies on the, yeah. their trails, you know, where there's like, it's just not much there but except this village where all hikers meet. And because yeah. the, the Mundabidi also goes through there, mm. you get cyclists, and there's great it's swap great. stories yeah. with... The, the cyclists as well so mm. it's yeah it's it's perfect yeah and on that uh upbeat note we'll drag ourselves back to uh dwelling up to Coley. <laughs> 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 so i don't know what we'll call this section kind of like mark's rebuttal or something <laughs> as i go through these sections after we've done the pods yeah i guess so you know it's, it's like a second opinion or a third, third opinion. opinion yeah <laughs> so we had don not quite enjoying this section nope for reasons we've talked about yeah. earlier. <laughs> Michelle loves this section. Yeah, I thought this section was pretty good. Me in terms of... I'm going to sit with Michelle on this one. Yay! Um, it, I mean, it, I, I agree with Don on some sections. It is a little bit compromised. And I think the week that I chose to go wasn't the best to show the area off. It was the WA Day long weekend and the Bogan population of oh, Perth dwelling yeah. up in Collie was out in force and we heard some terrible stories of what they were doing and then saw the evidence of what they'd left afterwards. But I enjoy the forest and I mean, we'd had a really dry autumn yet it was still lush and wet and yeah, I enjoy dwelling up to Collie quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> You're outnumbered here, Don. Yeah. 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 I, I I will say that I do think that's around Swamp Oak is really fantastic. It really it it captures the lush Jarrah forest that I like. Yeah, climbing down towards Yarragil form was definitely a highlight of that area. That is a nice and like I said to in the last pod, now that it's burnt, sorry, <laughs> that you can see more. The views, as you're going up the Yarragul Formal, in your case, going down, you can just really look over the valley and it's But nice. it's not that great, though. It's not like it's an amazing valley. Uh, and no, it's, and it's get, not. And you get to look at desolation. So I, I'm, I, I don't oh, really... I don't know if it's desolation. It's not anymore. It's actually not too bad. But now that the rigor is coming through, you can't really see too much anyway. Yeah. And as we found going up 
from your Yarrigal form, the maintenance volunteer hadn't been there since May 2016, so when you went through. Yeah. So it was quite overgrown. It's a bit of a bush bash. <laughs> yeah, and at one point, like, I knew where I was going and it, it seemed like a trail. And mm. to me, there was no other options we could have taken. But yeah, the group we was with, they're like, is this, is this the bib still? Are we still on it? I haven't seen a wobble in a while. I was like, yes, we're still on it. Just keep walking. Yeah. Um, but I mean, apart from the mining, which I had a moment on day three where you could hear the mining trucks and the conveyor belt and then you could hear the pig hunter dogs. And I was just like, this just ruins the whole experience mm. and i put my headphones in and just listened to music i was i just have to drown this out otherwise i'm not going to enjoy this day but apart from that it was really enjoyable even getting rained on for an entire day was great but yeah i'm gonna side with michelle <laughs> fair enough mm-hmm. and i think because we've already discussed this separately like Yordamung, when you went through was just after the burns and michelle you didn't get to experience it the last time you went through but that has recovered i think enough to make that area a bit more magical the walk in you can still tell it's been burnt but around yordamung is magical i remember just having a great day from yordamung to harris dam just in the mist in the forest just singing to myself and enjoying the walk i do think actually once you get past when we were there past the burn of Yodamung, that the walk into Harris Dam was actually really nice. But yeah, when we were there, it was terrible because they had just done a burn through mm. there and it went, it was literally right to the wall of the hut, you know? Yeah, like, that's, that's mm. pretty sad. Um, and it was just like, you know, this is a virgin Jarrah forest and it's been destroyed. So mm. yeah, wasn't happy when I went through. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I see why some people would like it. Um, I still don't change my opinion, <laughs> but... I think you should walk it dwelling up to Collie in one go and see mm-hmm. how that works for you. There's a yeah. challenge Because you had some really long days trying to get those Ks in, didn't you? I, I did. But also, like, I, I just I just find Jarrah Forest so boring that I don't think I'd ever want to do that. <laughs> just, you know, there's, there's, I'd rather go and see a mountain mm. so or a coastal walk. So I, I don't know when I would ever do that. I mean, one day I will do an end to end in one go, yeah. but it's very low priority. Yeah. Well, hopefully by then in 10 or 20 years... It's all grown back. It's all grown back. And they don't... They don't <laughs> I don't think that's happening. That's, un- that's <laughs> highly unlikely. I- improbable even. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So, yeah, I'm going to side with Michelle as we've Fair already enough. discussed. <laughs> Well, talking about coastal walks, yeah. I think that that's probably a good time to bring up something that Michelle's been working on. Yeah, surprise. I've well, actually got a travel book. It was a, su- a surprise for you as well. It was a surprise <laughs> for me, believe it or not. It was not the plan, but it turned out that way. So you've got, to explain to everyone listening at home, Michelle has just released a book on the Cape to Cape, which is a guidebook. Yep. So nice pocket-sized book. It's a fantastic pocket-sized book. It fits perfectly in your pocket. I tested this out with my Kathmandu travel jacket, which mm-hmm. I would wear on the trail, and it fits into every pocket. It does. It's easy to read. The font is readable. For a person like me that's blind without my glasses, I can still read it when I open it. Yeah. It's a no-fuss, straightforward guidebook. Yeah, good companion, because I think we'll all agree the one at the moment is a bit fiddly, and you don't, yeah. it's that size where you'd have to drag it out of your pack every single time you wanted to look at it. Yeah, and that can get frustrating and you have to read through it to find what it is you're looking for. Whereas with this one, it's just set out. It's mm. right there. The kilometres are set out with just the basic what you need to know. And you have the profile so you can see what you're expecting for the day. So You'll get a... Don can show Alyssa, like, these are the, the hills we're the going. hills you're going to <laughs> Don't be Don't yell at me here, here, and here. <laughs> You'll have a summary. You have a summary at the beginning of each day. I even tell you where to put your bottom and look at the views. And I'll tell you in the book to sit down and just breathe and look at the views. It's a good place. And, yeah. Excellent. I mean, one of the things I will say about the other book is that I'm – really pedantic about keeping the guidebook in perfect condition mm-hmm. <laughs> and when a book is that big it's very difficult to do that 
because you're going to get dog-eared sides. It's going to get, you know, s- mm. scuffed putting it in and out because it's just a very big book. It is, but it is a nice book to read. Um, it's got a lot of nice, great information, a bit of history. Mm. Uh, it talks a lot about what the trail, but it's not hiker-friendly. Sorry. Yeah. So I think you know the size of this is good. It's it's kind of like the old the old bib books, yeah. But obviously thinner. A lot thinner, very lightweight. Yeah. So, yeah. And I I I prefer the old bib books. So mm. it's you know I think it's a perfect example of of the right format for a, a hike like that. Yeah. Yeah. I I designed it um, as you know I've hiked many trails throughout the world and I designed everything that I would expect in a hiking book in a trail book. It does seem like, yeah, the perfect companion just to pick up before you go and yeah, yeah. to be able to follow it all the way through. Yeah. Some great modelling too by... Uh, by Claire. By Claire. <laughs> Wild Mustard, yes. Yeah. She was unaware at the time that I dragged her out onto the Cape to Cape that she was going to be the model for my book. I was unaware at that time that I was going to do a book. So, um, yeah, but by the end of the trip, the book was decided and photos were taken and does she at least get a free free copy absolutely <laughs> speaking of copies if someone yes. wants a copy of this book where do they go to get it okay you can get a copy at the moment online from www.walking2x2.com um and if you happen to be in the nanup area the nanup visitor center has some as well yeah, we'll um, throw up a link for everyone to follow on Real Trail Talk Facebook page. So if you are interested and you're going to do the Cape to Cape because it is coming into wildflower season. It is, and I was very conscious to get this out quickly enough for people for this season to to grab it. And it's at a great price too, fourteen ninety five. So it's a comfortable price. You're not spending a fortune on a book. Um, yeah, so get your copy. It's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> if I do say so myself. <laughs> I do. <laughs> well, what was sp- supposed to be a video turned into a book, if that's possible mm. at all? Yeah, it's not practical as a hiker to carry a DVD around. No, not at all. Reference that every time you get yeah. lost. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks very much for coming in, Michelle. It's been great to have oh, your point of view me. again. Thanks for having me. And I'm glad, Don, we could agree on a few things this time. Yes, definitely. It was lovely. Um, you will probably see a lot more of Happy Don for the next few Bibbleman track sections until we get to Northcliffe. Yes. Oh. In which case, Don will be replaced by a robot. <laughs> <laughs> a very angry robot. Very So, yeah, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, We are going to have a little bit of a break between this and the next episode due to a few hiking-related adventures that that Mark and I are doing. But we will be back, and hopefully we'll be getting that, that bushfire pod to you at some stage soon. So stay tuned.